let's get a little existential real quick. Do you think our lives are truly determined by fate or, you know, maybe we have a choice in the matter? Is our choices that we have available to us branching off into even more opportunities and expectations that we couldn't have even fathomed? And what about the opportunities and choices that we didn't make? What happens in those realities as well? On today's episode, I review a film about a young man who up to this point has had help all along the way through his heroic career. Now, when the call of duty arises, he must make the right choice and find the right responsibility in all of it. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and I gotta tell ya, life is good. I mean, you know, it's raining right now, and uh, it's uh, pretty cold. But, you know, Christmas is around the corner. If you heard my Christmas episode with Katie... You're going to know that I'm in full spirits and I'm so excited. I'm so juiced because of multiple reasons. But in particular, I was able to see Spider-Man No Way Home in all its multiversal glory. You know, and I'm really glad I stayed off the Internet, y'all, because some of y'all don't really have any chill when it comes to spoilers. Like almost immediately when I redownloaded Twitter after watching the movie, almost instantly, What's trending is a bunch of hashtags related to major spoilers in the movie. And I'm like, why? You know, because, you know, there's some things in life that I feel like people should have some joy and excitement about. And I get that people might be too excited after they get out of the theater and, you know, maybe they might find joy ruining other people's day. But please, at least maybe wait a good week or two before y'all talk about it, because the last two years... Maybe six years if you want to be real with it, honestly. You know, those years have been rough. And I think, you know, some people just need a win for this one. At least for this movie. So, can we just do that? Maybe maybe scream the lyrics of Danny California every time you hear someone in a public space talking loudly about Spider-Man. Like, if you see it on the internet, maybe flood their DM inbox with, like, a different lyric of Danny California each day. And then soon, maybe they'll be like, dude, stop sending me Red Hot Chili Pepper song lyrics. And then you just send them another one. Okay, that last one I'm, I'm half serious about. But, you know, okay, just don't, just don't do it. But I, I, let's just all not spoil things. And then maybe you won't get Danny California lyrics in your inbox. But anyways, I'm really excited to talk all, all about this movie in just a bit. But first, let's talk about some things that I'm currently into. It's been a while since I've, um, you know, given a shout out to Jericho for that, you know, uh, segment title name. But uh, thanks, homie. But yeah, up up first we have. Oh, we have uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The new season just started recently, and season fifteen is just as chaotic and borderline offensive as uh, as ever. But uh, it's also a lot of fun. I will admit that if you haven't seen the show, and maybe you are. Not a big, you know, like, shock comedy fan, then I, I, I would suggest that maybe you shouldn't go see this. But if you're like me and you don't like, and you don't mind the dark humor and you actually kind of, you know, like this, the satire that it has to say, 
I would say go check out season 15 because the satire is sharp as it's always been. And our lovable band of jerks, I would say, are in top form. But if you need a sitcom to binge and you want the comedy to have a little more bite, definitely give this one a go. Up next, we have Loop Hero. This is going to be kind of a short currently this week, but uh, one of the most uh, talked about indie games for the PC has now come to the Switch, which is kind of my jam because I travel a lot. I don't really have time to sit down with my PS5 anymore, but I've started pouring a ton of hours into this game, y'all, and let me tell you, it's surprisingly a lot of fun. I mean, it's not really my kind of game traditionally. It's it's kind of a, a roguelike. It's kind of an idle game. Um, and I will admit that this is kind of a hard game to pitch. Like I said, it's a roguelike idle game where the main character is constantly running around in an endless loop on this procedurally generated path. Like, the path is different every time. You have no control over the direction in which you know, your character moves, but you're basically setting down different types of tiles on the map that generates a ton of monsters to fight automatically. But the more you do that, you also get different equipment and you can also uh, get different perks uh, with these equipment over time. So it's kind of a hard game to go really in depth about for this segment. And I feel like if you really want me to talk about it further, I could do a episode dedicated to a review for it so i'll just table it for now if you played it or you're curious to hear more let me know and i'll i'll think about it because it's a game that i've been highly enjoying so far i really feel like it's a game of the year contender for me so go check it out if you get the chance but time for the main event today we're going to be talking all about drum roll on your steering wheel or on your desk don't worry i'll wait we're talking about all all about Spider-Man No Way Home. Released on December 17th, 2021 and directed by John Watts. This movie is a powerhouse. If you're not familiar with this already, let me tell ya. This stars Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, Zendaya, Jacob Batalon, Marissa Tomei, and many, many, and I do mean many more. Y'all, this is the third Spider-Man film in the trilogy set in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe in which our beloved Peter Parker struggles to regain balance in his life when his secret identity as Spider-Man is revealed to the public. With his friends caught in the consequences of his superheroics, Peter turns to the aid of fellow Avenger Doctor Strange in hopes to maybe correct the damage that had been done to his life, only to unleash a new threat throughout the city. Do you like how I wrote that that spoiler-free summary? That's how you talk about this movie, y'all. But anyways, let's get right into it. One of the subtle aspects about the character arc of Tom Holland Spider-Man is the theme of learning to grapple with making decisions that are greater than himself. It's a hard thing to ask for a young teenager whose family and friends are pretty much his entire priority to protect but it's that very lesson that makes his journey compelling to follow ever since his solo debut in 2017's Spider-Man Homecoming, or if you count, Captain America Civil War. This time, Spider-Man No Way Home propels this theme to even newer heights with plenty of cheer-inducing fan service along the way. I'll tell you, if you haven't seen a Spider-Man movie before and you're going into a packed theater, be prepared for a lot of people to get super excited at almost virtually every moment of this movie. 
From head to toe, I think that this is a film that honors the character of Spider-Man and more so the moral values of what this hero stands for with all the hardships that comes with the territory of being someone greater than themselves. As such, Tom Holland, while fantastic in every previous appearance and role, is even more so endearing to watch as he delivers this incredibly moving performance this time around. Rounding out the supporting cast, we have Marissa Tomei and Zendaya, who are fantastic as per usual, and they serve as uh, Peter's moral compasses, and director John Watts finds a nice silver lining within balancing the film's more emotional beats with, of course, the coming-of-age comedy that we've seen in previous films. Sometimes the comedy can be a little, uh, I would say, overextended, which also tends to drag the momentum to a grind at some parts, but, uh, you know, it detracts you know very little from the movie and i think uh, overall it pleases more than it does uh uh annoys or i guess you know uh, distracts still at its core the camaraderie between peter and his friends and the team that they've created together has always been enjoyable to watch throughout previous films and in no way home seeing the dynamic between the kids as they sort of uh come together under these circumstances that are much larger than themselves, like the multiverse, is kind of a joy to see. And on top of that, Benedict Cumberbatch brings the same sarcastic and no-nonsense attitude in his reprisal as Doctor Strange, but this time with an element of empathy from his character in which we haven't seen before. But incorporating a, a character like Doctor Strange allows new and visually stunning action sequences that normally wouldn't have been afforded to in a Spider-Man film. And thus, a lot of these scenes open up in, I would say, the most exhilarating way possible. It's truly hard to talk about this film without giving any specifics away, but while the film may boast a massive cast, it also avoids the issues from previously crowded Spider-Man films by evenly giving each member of the ensemble their own a meaningful amount of screen time, sort of like an Avengers movie. Spider-Man No Way Home is incredibly ambitious, and it's a movie for the fans first and foremost. And while its logic and plot holes may scratch some heads, it focuses on what makes the characters so enduring after all this time, even within its many spectacular moments that might ri rival that of Avengers Endgame. And I'm going to give this movie a 9 out of 10. And once again, you can see this only in theaters. Nowhere else. So, Pirates... Get out of here! Also, you should you should definitely watch it in theaters. It it is truly a three like a like a all around immersive experience because once you're in a theater with a bunch of people that are also excited to see Spider Man, it truly makes it worth it. But let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk even more Spider Man. So don't swing anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back from our break. Today we're talking all about Spider-Man No Way Home, and there's absolutely no way I'm sending y'all home without some mini-reviews. I definitely did write that on my notes. But, you know, today we're going to be doing things a little differently, and I'm sure if you haven't seen the movie by the time that you're listening to this episode, spoilers are going to be constantly flying around you left and right. So I asked on Instagram if people can give me very... An emphasis on very minute spoilers that wouldn't even be considered spoilers. So, I'll, I'll give some for example. In this movie, Spider-Man climbs walls. 
Not only that, but he jumps really cool too. Right? You get it? Non-spoilers. But with that being said, we got a few submissions, so let's kick it off with none other than... Wes! The Slayer! Wait, that didn't hurt this time. Okay, that one did. And Wes writes, Incredible depiction of Spider-Sense, Willem Dafoe equals amazing actor, Spider-Man suits up. (laughs) Nice baby spoilers, Wes. I think the Spider-Sense this time around took a nice page from Avengers Infinity War, but I think the best depiction of this, you know, in my opinion, had to come from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, I think that scene on Times Square is always one of my favorites uh, when he's going up against Electro, but I think that No Way Home comes real close to that. I agree that Willem Dafoe always excels at playing Willem Dafoe, um, uh, meaning like Will Willem Dafoe of Spider-Man. Okay, it says on my script, hold for applause and joyous laughter, so I guess I'll do that. And we're done. Uh, and, and the spider suits, yeah, they're really cool. Really nice. Uh, Rosemary also submitted, and she wrote, Two-person backcracking. <laughs> to that I say, yeah, it was a great scene. And I should probably call Kate to crack my back. Um, Jerome writes, Spider-Man and Ant-Man team up. Well, yeah, I guess anything is possible. It's Schrodinger's Ant-Man. Either he's in it or not in it. But until you observe it, it exists in both states. Look it up. Um, Jericho, the homie Jericho, wrote... Uh, well, I mean, he... he. Okay, let me give you some backstory. I gave Jericho an assignment because he was going to see the movie ahead of me first. So as a joke, I said, dude, if you come up with two barebone spoilers in the midst of 18 Lies, kind of like a three truths, one lie, or whatever that game is, but sort of the same concept. Just send me 18 Lies and two truths and... I won't know which one is which, but I'll ro- uh, I'll read y'all what he said. So, uh, we have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield does the jerk dance from 2011. It was a thing, and it's kind of becoming a thing again if you go on TikTok. Hell yeah, for the memes. Uh, number two, Topher Grace beats up Tom Hardy. James Franco becomes best friends with Andrew for number three. Number four, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver save the day. Number five, Tom uh, Holland does the Spider-Man 3 dance with both Peters. Uh, Number six, uh, no pointing meme. If you don't know what the Spider-Man pointing meme is at this point, I I admire you for your ever-enduring tenacity to stay off the internet, and I commend you to keep going. Uh, number whatever, uh, Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, makes another cameo. Uh, Ned becomes a sorcerer. A Mysterio cameo, played by Bruce Campbell. Uh, Daredevil and Punisher team up once again. Ned is buff in the post credit scenes. There's three Tom Hollands. Also, y'all, don't worry, I, I vetted the spoilers. It, these are very non-spoilers. It's like, when it happens, it's like, oh, dope, I guess that was one of them. But, anyways, there's three Tom Hollands. Which I'm sure all the ladies and fellas in the crowd, after I just said that twice on this episode, are losing their minds for that one. And they're clamoring to the theaters as we speak. Uh, Someone has back problems because they're old. Scorpion uh, fights with Spider-Man in the beginning of the movie. Vulture saves Peter from Doc Ock. Happy Hogan gives the great responsibility line. 
Tobey Maguire Ugly Cries. Once again, if you haven't seen the meme at this point, what's your secret? How do I get off the internet and, you know, stay off the grid like that permanently, but also still promote the podcast and stuff? Anyways, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, Emma Stone make a cameo as their versions of Gwen Stacy. Zendaya saves Kirsten Dunst. John Walker from Falcon and Winter Soldier tries to recruit Kate Bishop from Hawkeye. Which which of these is real? Which of these are complete, uh, um, completely made up? Who knows? Time will tell. At least, you know, unless you see the movie now and or have seen the movie and you're listening to this episode now. That doesn't matter. Austin writes, amazingly fun movie. There's a main driving plot point that I felt was a little weak, but overall a blast. And it's in my uh, uh, top MCU films as of now. Tom Holland is a great actor in this one. And this one's more of a mini review. And thank you, Austin. Yeah, I think the main inciting incident to pretty much kick off and thread through the plot is a little, I would say, a little undercooked. Or it's a little easy to kind of like, you know, get things in motion and then quickly wrap things up. But I think everything that fits, uh, you know, within that space is pretty entertaining. Uh, It seems like we both like this movie a lot. And I would say that this movie is by far, you know, casting a wide net to also please a large audience as well. And I think it, I think it does a good job at doing this. You know, um, I pulled a couple of uh, other reviews from the internet just to kind of give you a little taste. I always like including mini reviews as much as possible so that way it helps inform you of whether or not you should see it. So here's what I pulled from Google. And so we have two for y'all, and our first one comes from Azim Abbas, who writes, I'm speechless and overwhelmed. Speechless and overwhelmed are capitalized as well. Uh, No amount of words can describe the amount of emotions that I felt today. This is one of the greatest fan service I've ever witnessed, and thus marks one of the greatest MCU movies ever made. What they pulled off is nothing sort, uh, short of mind-blowing and commendable. Hats off to everyone involved and for making this dream a reality. And to that, Azim, I would say, yeah, it is pretty astonishing that the movie could have, you know, become easily overcrowded and on paper that might be the case. But at the end of the day, the focus is still, like I said in my review, squared solely on Tom Holland. And I think that's the biggest strength of this movie. Is it the greatest MCU movie ever made? Is it the greatest superhero movie ever made? I don't know. I wouldn't be quick to give it that accolade just yet. But I also would say that this movie is great regardless and uh, a cut above the rest. So it definitely sits up top with some of the best of the best. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how this fares in retrospect. And finally, our last review for the uh, for the day comes from Michael Maturo, who writes... Uh, And also, this one has some light spoilers, so I found a somewhat elegant solution to this, so bear with me. Um, This film is more than a bit over the top, especially when it comes to redacted and the things people will do to get into a specific redacted. In this case, one redacted in particular gets mentioned endlessly, so best get ready for for indigestion on that front. It's kind of a weird you know, a way to phrase that sentence. Anyways, uh, in this Marvel event, the perils arranged in recklessness displayed to ensure loftier redacted goals beg a lot of questions. There are, of course, 
bad guys and the need to handle them with some redacted. There's also a twist on innovative solutions that challenge some uh, both authority and the usual ways of doing things. Look at this guy trying to sound all fancy with these big words and stuff. Um, with all the old themes trotted out. It's tough to say whether the film has a message or is just a tossed salad of weird phrasing of whatever was in the cupboard. A mix of overdone and underdone, but not well done. Um, wow, that was a lot. But I think, and also, by the way, sorry for all the redacted stuff. I just don't want to, you know, get the spoilers out. And I want you to really enjoy the movie for what it is. So I got to do what I got to do. But basically what I think Maturo is saying is that some of the themes feel kind of recycled and some of the ideas thrown at the wall feels like, forgive the Spider-Man uh, pun, you know, not stickable, I guess. That's not how that phrase goes, but I, I can see where, uh, where Maturo's going, but I don't think the movie thematically is completely unique to the whole Spider-Man mythos. But I think it's also more of the approach and execution of that theme. And I think that's where the movie will tend to hit the mark with a lot of people. Might not because people have been, uh, you know, saying like, oh, I've seen this, uh, been there, done that. But I think, you know, there is a lot to like. And as long as you just kind of maybe turn off your critical brain just a little bit and just turn on the fun, let's just entertain ourselves and enjoy the moment then maybe that might also be it. But, you know, if you're also like me or Maturo, that critical part never shuts off, sometimes to both of our detriment. But uh, that's our episode today, y'all. If you want to share your thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home or maybe your thoughts on the show, feel free to message me on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast. Y'all, let's grow the show. I I mainly post a lot of my uh updates for you know new episodes and all that stuff on my personal instagram but you know as much as possible i would like to see at least maybe 50 followers on you know the that's my cute uh instagram because i think that, that would be a great way to keep people up to date do a little surveys see what y'all have to say maybe you know have have these sort of conversations about the movies that we're talking about so that, i think that'd be dope um i think the best way that you can also follow on new updates for the show for sure, follow me on Twitter at QPodcast. You can also email me any suggestions that you have on what I should review next at that's my QPodcast at gmail.com. And be sure, and I keep saying this, y'all, rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts. This helps boost attention for the show as well as, you know, maybe share the episode with a friend. Uh, and also be sure to listen to this episode exclusively with a Spider-Man mask on and take a photo and send that to me on the above social media. But also, y'all, I just want to thank y'all so much for listening, and the support is greatly appreciated. But seriously, let's grow the show. Uh, I want to thank J1K for the use of their music, Captured Soul from the School Days Beat Tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. Next week's episode, I'm going to be talking about none other than the Matrix... Uh, I, what What is this one? Oh, Resurrections. Yeah. Matrix 4. That'll be fun. But as always, I'm going to leave you off with a quote. And, you know, let's just go with a non-spoiler quote and leave you off with, with great power comes great twerkability. 
Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and... That's my cue.